Spark presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 5th. That's 25 shows in five days featuring 40 comics from out of town, and one of those comedians could be you. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, and click on the submission form. Apply for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's only $10, and you can apply right now through November 30th for 25 25- Carl. Carl. Hey, Mike, here I am. Hey, man, I can't get the theme song going. Do you mind singing it for me? Okay, sure. Let me get my guitar. Hold okay. <clears throat> going to get my guitar. I didn't know that this was coming. But we all know you have a guitar by you at all times. Well, <laughs> it's in the other room in the closet. Let me just blow up. <laughs> oh. Is that next oh. to your bowling ball? <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, it's right next to my bowling ball. Oh, that's the better day. Okay. I'm not even going to tune it. Okay. Very punk rock of you, Carl. Let's watch a full length. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Okay, I'm starting over. Okay. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Hi, this is Carl. It's Sam old. <laughs> it's like listening to Chester Cashcock. The French duh. The French duh. Not the duh duh, although that's funny. <laughs> Follow me you know, on Mike, Twitter. I'm, I'm glad you didn't play the theme song because I tell you, uh-huh. like you should play it on 45 instead of 33. Oh, just get it out of here. <laughs> yeah, just get it, get it done, one and done. Carl, hi man, how are you? All right, good. You picked an excellent movie this week, I tell you. All right, hey, so audience, welcome to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Carl and Mike Spiegelman. Uh, Carl's last name is we're not related. We're just how about Mike Spiegelman and Carl? That's uh, okay. All right, just so it doesn't sound like we're brothers. <laughs> uh, or married uh, <clears throat> we watch a full length movie on YouTube with you you watch it on YouTube you listen to the podcast with us and we all watch this movie on YouTube you can file, find us at mutinyradio.fm live every Sunday 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time 5 Eastern if you are Carl and also yeah. go to mutinyradio.fm find our feed or go to iTunes unfortunately it's listed as ready L W A F L M O Y T, and you'll find it, man. You'll find it, and you can also finally find our official website. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube.blogspot.com. I was being ironic because I'm using YouTube and Blogspot in my title. Two Google things. Mm-hmm. Don't know I have this going on. And anyway, you'll find the movie and the podcast, and you can watch them at the same time. And it's all up to speed. Everything up to date. <laughs> finally. You said, good job, good job. I've seen all these things. I'm sharing them as you send them out. Well, as as you know, the show works. I don't see the movie. I pick a movie I, I want to see. It's on YouTube. I don't watch it. Carl watches the movie, researches the movie, and does a yeah. lot of lot of work. Not just the theme song live on demand uh, for the show. So, Carl, what's the movie tonight? It is, it is uh, going the distance, but it is not 
the Drew Barrymore uh, star vehicle. It is National Lampoon's Going the Distance, 2004. Ah. So do not type in Drew Barrymore's Going the Distance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, 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 so, National in Lampoon's. YouTube, if you if you search for going the distance, you're either going to get cake or you're going to get Drew Barrymore trailers. So look for National Lampoon going the distance. Yeah. Apostrophe S. Yes. This movie is from 2004. As you know, if you are a hurt us or maybe not, we love National Lampoon movies, and uh, we are at the point where we are watching National Lampoon movies, films that have the name National Lampoon on it. Right? Yeah, I mean, the thing is that this film really wasn't made by National Lampoon. They just sort of licensed the name, and they did that more and more. And I'll tell you during the film about that a little bit. Okay. And the evil man who uh, made that all possible. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, what's funny is this is one of those National Lampoon movies that when you type in National Lampoon's blank, and you go ahead and... Uh, uh, in IMDb, it'll say blank, also known as National Lampoon's blank. Like for half the time, they don't even <laughs> want to have the title on it. <laughs> you know, like the, the longevity of it. Okay, sounds good. I just fixed uh, a glitch courtesy of our good friend Paul Brumbaugh. Edge of uh-huh. Sanity, Paul. Hi, Carl. Hey, hey, Paul. Good to hear you again. You, you can check out Paul's podcast, Edge of Sanity, on iTunes as well, uh, and Stitcher. And stuff like that. So, okay, I'm on YouTube. I hope you guys are too. Let's type in National Lampoon's Going the Distance. National Lampoon's Going the Distance. And I recommend the version published October 27 of this year, very recently. That one week Joshua ago. Joshua Williams, 91. Joshua Williams, 91. I hope it was a good year when you were born 26 years ago. But thank you so much mm-hmm. for posting this exactly one week ago. <laughs> We are it's got on. 90 views already, and I'm uh, two of them, I would guess. Yeah, at least two. Three thumbs up. We would love for you guys to uh, go ahead, get to that page, uh, and hit pause immediately. Let it buffer, and we're just going to all wait. And then uh, kind of three, oh, Carl will give us a countdown, and when he yeah. says go or what have you, let's click, and we'll start. And I won't do my usual stick of 99. Oh, you know, I mean, it's a two-hour show, Carl. You should at least start at, like, 999. (laughs) Bottles of beer on the wall. (laughs) That's a lot of bottles of beer. You know what the problem was that it was in Puerto Rico? Anyway, go ahead, Carl. Oh, snacks. Okay, one more time. It's National Lampoon's Going the Distance. We recommend the version by Jonathan Joshua Williams. Joshua Williams. 91. Uh, And if you're buffered, I'll count down. All right, count it down. I'm buffered. Three. Two, one, play. That was for him alone. But a Uh-oh. good man, a trustworthy, independent man. Else is oh, I My husband. Right, I don't girl. know what that was. You should be watching Chum Pictures and Bright Light Pictures. Okay, there we go. Hey, I got sound on. Right on. Doesn't mean you don't have to sing the song again. Although that was great. All right. This guy's got the champagne and the... Yeah. Yeah. He's got a record player. Oh, this is like a night of romance. He's getting ready. Mm-hmm. You can tell he's getting it's ready, It's a big night. Carl. We don't see his face, but we see his hands, and he sets it up, and then he goes like that with his hands. Like, it's perfect. This is Nick, our main character. Nick Knack. Old Nicholas. Saint Nick. I know. I love him already. 
He looks like a bland, handsome man. Oh, now that song is over, and we hear the song from the party that we're about to walk into. We should mention that we thought he was at an apartment, but lo and behold, it's a party RV with a big party outside the RV. Yeah, huge party. This is a Canadian rock band? Well, that's the thing. I couldn't get a straight answer on who these are. It's not a girls' group, even though there's two girls prominent. Yeah. That's another star of ours. Um, uh, the guy in the beer, is, beer bong. Yeah, that's Dean. They had to put in a, a beer keg or uh, National Lampoon will sue them. <laughs> what do you think about National Lampoon movies? You think of like beer bu- chugging, you know? Oh, this was appropriate to be licensed as a National Lampoon uh, uh, yeah. yeah, for sure. And it's nice um, to see a National Lampoon movie with that, that doesn't feature high schoolers or is aimed for children. Oh, once again, these people are supposed to be high schoolers. Look at how old they are. They're graduating high school. (laughs) That guy, that cowboy with the sleeveless guy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, come on. That guy's pretty Um, That is Tyler. And he has the most interesting story of uh, being an actor. All of these guys are uh, Canadian. This whole film is Canada. Oh, boy. as a matter of fact, it was just released as Going the Distance in Canada. It was in the United States that it was National Lampoon's Going the Distance. That's insane. So this was a theatrically released movie in Canada that when yeah. they put oh. it, they never played in theaters in the U.S., but a year later they threw in, and there's Jason Priestley earning a dollar, uh, yeah. they threw in the National Lampoon's and put it on video. This is what you would see. This is why Blockbuster doesn't exist. This is what you would see on their wall. <laughs> you go there and you'd be like, oh, I can't wait to see National Treasure. And you'll look alphabetically on the wall, and it'll be like, National Lampoon's, going to distance. Oh, I'm so close to treasure. <laughs> National Lampoon's, yeah. black balls. That's alphabetically. Now, this is the girlfriend who he was getting all ready for. Go and for this hammer. is uh, Jason. He's playing a music mogul. Oh. Jackhammer. Hey, Carl, I read a description of this movie. They go to the Much Music Festival, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. As a matter of fact, that's why this film got made... Uh, because of the television channel Much Music. Now, remember, we're back in 2003, and this is, uh, you know, I mean, it wasn't exactly Beavis and Butthead days, right? Right. But it was still at the time in which music stations would play music videos. This was a vehicle for Much Music to say, hey, this is our foray into films, you see. We're bigger than just a movie uh, music channel. I want to bring this up front because I just want to let our audience know, Emperor, Emperor Kevin, you know, whatever, Kevin Emperor, Emperor Kevin, uh, <laughs> that you're watching a basically a 90-minute advertisement for Much Music and, and National yeah. Lampoon Falls. So I don't mind uh, it being put I was thinking about it. This movie is available uh, for a premium on YouTube as well as this free week-old posting. Like, as a movie producer, I would put as much product placement as I can or as a, as a person who places advertisements in movies, knowing that they're gonna, people are going to see it for free, but they're never, not going to not see that it's a much music festival. Right, you know? right. So it's just uh, it, it's a win-win for the advertiser, because they get a free ad whether or not you pay to see this or not. And you, as an audience member, gets fucked either way. <laughs> well, I, I just say that because if I pay money in can- Canadian dollars to go see Going the Distance yeah, and it's one long Canadian. ad for M fucking TV I'd be pissed just as much as I was kind of pissed when MTV showed up in Black Sheep but I get it uh-huh. and then uh, but if I didn't pay for it 
it's, it's no difference. It's just an ad, you know. So anyways, now this is Canada. Uh, oh, Canada! And they mean for it to look beautiful. This is close to Seattle. On your left side. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot Canada like goes across America. Yeah, Canada does the stretch of uh, the continental U.S. above us, of course. Is this white uh, white guy? Alaska, they really should take over Alaska, in my opinion. No way, man. We need that fort. We need that land. (laughs) So there's an uh, older gent. Excuse me? Unless he's in high school. He's the dad. This Uh is the dad and mom. So then they're hippies because he's wearing a uh, marijuana shirt and she has a weak grass. Literally has a glass of wheat grass in her hands. Right. Now, they are, again, this one. She is the opposite of a hippie. You know, the girlfriend. Oh, yes. Now, she's off with Jason Priestley to go to the music festival, the Much Music Festival. You know, I heard that festival is much better than the Some Music Festival. Oh, much better. Much better. (laughs) Right, the music festival, the Much Music Festival. Much better. (laughs) Well, she's a conservative, right? She's conservatively dressed. She isn't, yeah, she's not really a conservative to them as much as she's a Miss Normal. You can do so much better, darling. Uh, Eager Beaver. That's a, yeah. that's, a, that's a reference. Now, here is the plane of Jason Priestley, and they're going to fly to Toronto where the Much Music Festival is. And where his offices are, and she's going to kind of be like an intern person. And she's like, you know, this is really good for me. You need to support me. And he's like, we need to stay faithful to each other. And she's like, hey, come on, we're not exactly engaged. I'll try, but we're not engaged. So let me guess, he's going to have to go follow her. I got to go the distance. (laughs) <laughs> he's going to chase her. That's right, because he's going to be scared that Jason Priestley is going to bang his girl. He decides that he will propose to her. Oh. She just told her, told him. I'm she going goes, to bang Jason Priestley. He, she goes, I'll try. <laughs> We're not exactly engaged. Mwah. She still does like him very much. She just doesn't want to be exclusive. Right. Well, she's got a music industry she's going off to. A career in music. Now, Jason Priestley was very, he was religious. He was never a priest, but he often was priestly. <laughs> Jason Priestley, Priestley. <laughs> you should see Jason Priestley when he's Priestley, man. Oh, my God. Oh. What a know-it-all. Oh, my God. Oh, by the way, Carl, I have to do this. I really, it's just, it bugs the shit out of me. Again? If uh, it bugs the shit out of me. If we're going to watch a movie called National Lampoon's Going the Distance, then we have to. And it's, maybe it's just because I've been living in California a little mm-hmm. too long. But when I hear Going the Distance, I hear of one thing, uh, which is should not be muted. Okay, there we go. Boy, this buffering really kind of... The cake song, The Distance. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes. The flags go up. I'm sorry, I can't turn this movie. And burning, they yearn for the cup. They definitely, they definitely move. Move. I'm a rank. 
fuel burning fast on an empty tank. This is like reckless and wild. They pour through the turns. Their prowess is potent and secretly stern. As they speed through the finish, the flags go down. The fans get up and they get out of town. The area is empty except for one man still driving and striving as fast as he can. The sun has gone down and the moon has come up. And long ago somebody left with the cup, but he's driving and striving. I don't know how to describe what he's doing. Oh, we'll have to go okay. back to that song. I don't so have to do that song is, again, damn it. <laughs> Going the, the is, distance. Um, they, this girl was hired by the parents to get him to not, you know, to forget about the girl. That's a Canadian hooker that... Gross. She says she's um, a massage therapist, but for a little bit extra, she will happy ending. For an extra 50, I can, no, you know. I, I have a girlfriend, and she's beautiful and smart. And she's go- wow. Well, you know what? I think they're right. A quick happy ending may change his mind. Yeah, he he does get his mind changed. I won't ruin it for you. Oh, so he bangs he bangs around on the road going to his love? <laughs> no, he doesn't. He doesn't. Hey, you know what? This this story plot is was so stupid back when it was called The Sure Thing with with uh, John Cusack. Remember that movie? He had a no. He, which he was, which one? So there's an '80s film, a Rob Reiner film, one of like before um, Spinal Tap, I believe. He directed this film about uh, there's a sure thing girl, and all he has to do is drive over there, and uh, uh, he'll have sex and lose his virginity. So him and a very smart girl drive across country so he can sleep with this woman. I won't spoil it, but he winds up sleeping with the... They fall in love. The, uh, the, the, the he car. sleeps with the dude he was in the car with? Well, the lady he was in the car with. Okay, so what the massage therapist said is, oh, Jason Priestley, Jack Hammer, I know him. Yeah. He, you know, he sleeps with his interns, and he's like, bull. So he's like, I've got my plane tickets, boys. I'm off to marry her. And by boys, these are his sidekick companions, right? Yeah. His Mountain Dew crew. That guy has a a Dreamcast. Dude, you're stupid. He's a red spiral, a Dreamcast. Oh, he has a ring. You are fucking yeah. stupid. And it, it's a fake ring, by the way. It's like glass. It's, it's, like, does... it's just a temporary. Oh, well, that makes sense, Psycho. No, I haven't seen the movie Road Trip, but I'm sure it's the same idea. With, um... Tom Green? Yeah, yeah. You, who you're not a fan of, exactly. I do say Freddy Got Fingered is absolutely one of the worst movies of the 2000s. So one of the greatest films. <laughs> Remember he was in the shower in the wetsuit? Yeah. One of the greatest uh, films. Daddy, would you, you like some sausages? With the sausage? Yeah, Daddy, would you like some sausages? <laughs> so 
great. What about the, oh, you know what's hilarious? Remember when he uh, had a, uh, an elephant jizz on his father? Oh. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Hey, I'm on a roll car. Wait, uh, you can't stop me. I'm on fire. Remember that scene in the first ten minutes of Freddy Got Fingered where on, he man, spins a baby around with the umbilical cord, and then you still had eighty more minutes of the movie to watch? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that wasn't so great. But don't you remember? It was twelve thousand Deutschmarks. Remember? <laughs> So All right, well, like, I thought it was good. I left at Harlan Williams getting into a uh, major uh, accident, uh, skateboarding accident. That was really funny. That was it. That is all. So what they, these guys have done is they say, okay, we're behind you. Get on the plane. Have a drink. But they slipped him a Mickey. Oh, boy. So he's waking up, and it's the, their plan. Is he's like, oh, I'm late. Whoa! Whoa! Oh, Canada. He opened up the uh, door of a moving RV. Their plan is they're going to have a road trip. They're going to drive across Canada from the West Coast all the way to Toronto, which isn't quite the East Coast, you know. It's Right. Well, Toronto is like New England-ish, right? What? If uh, Hang on. If I take out, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. If I was okay, in Maine, Toronto is in like in the center right of. If you're looking at a map of Canada, I'm looking it's at like a map in the of center Canada. right. Okay. It's like around where the Great Lakes cluster. Like, if you go a little further, it's Montreal, Montreal. Hmm. Okay, it doesn't matter. It's like above Minnesota. Uh, well, Google will tell us. Okay, Google. Where is Toronto? Okay, what Alexa. Is Toronto? Oh, uh, Google has an Alexa. Electric, a uh, Google Electra. Electra Google. Toronto. Okay, so now I am looking at it's on a lake. Okay, backing out. All right. Okay, it's right above Pennsylvania. It's right above New York. It's above Buffalo. Uh-huh. Here, let me give so, you some uh, geography music. It isn't quite... Pennsylvania. It's a different version? No, it's the same version. Except for one man still driving and striving as fast as he can. The sun has gone down and the moon has come up. And long ago... That's really true. I don't know if you noticed that, but when the sun goes down, the moon comes up. Okay, so we now meet our love interest. Okay. They are hitchhiking, and can you guess where they're going? They're going to the Much Music Festival. That's what they're saying right Correct. now. Correct. Now, her wait. there with the John Lennon glasses, she's a singer, you see, uh, and she's going to get discovered. Oh, uh, I'm going to vomit. How insidious is that? So, not Much Music plays in several different ways. Mm-hmm. They're going over there because he wants to marry his love, and they're going over there for their for their career. So, Show your legs, she says. Oh, as if they need to hook this fish, right? Right. So these, by the way, his the companions aren't they? Uh, hey, what just fucking happened? Oh, he's fantasizing. It's his. It's his fantasy. It's like grindhouse uh, shoddy film effect. Like he just turned into a seventies film. You know, maybe they'll. Uh, to go the distance. Oh, hey. He's trying to That's drive. Don't do that. The, the tagline of this film is hilarious, Mike. 
it, it's going the distance, right? The tagline is, they came, they saw, they came. Uh, <laughs> I, that's great. Oh, I, would, I would pick that off the wall of Blockbuster Video in no time. They came, they saw, they came. That's very witty, Mike. They came, they saw, they came. Oh, you know what? It's funnier the second time I hear it. So now he's like knocking them. I'm not picking up some skanky chick and they're overhearing it. Ha uh, ha ha. By the way, I was going to ask you, the companions' names, do you know their names? Because isn't one guy named Dime? Yeah, Dime is the, the one on the left there. And he's like a stand-up comedian in real life. Ah. And the other one is um, uh, Tyler. Tyler. His name is Sean Roberts, the guy with the cowboy hat there. Right. Or is it an Australian hat, you know? Oh, maybe he's gone down under. He's Crocodile <laughs> Crocodile Studley. Guy, <laughs> the guy's like a good slab of meat, ladies, guys. Me. Now, he was born in Canada. They all were. These Uh-oh. are all Canadian actors. And when he was 10 years old, he was playing the wolf in Little Red Riding Hood in his school. Uh-huh. And this screenwriter named Robert Forrest was there. He's one of the fathers of Sean's friend. He attended the play, and because of this guy's efforts, he was recommended to a Tor- Toronto acting agency. And the same year, he had a guest appearance in TV, the TV series Sirens. Oh. Next oh. thing you know, the very next year, he was in. Uh, he had a regular role in something called Emily in the New Moon. Which is probably so, a very popular Canadian show. Yeah. So he was launched, and he, you know, had he was on television mostly, um, well, he, and movies he, like this. But he, he fills the need. I mean, the thing about these National Lampoon movies is that you have to fit a certain. Every actor has to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually white, but they all have to look like kind of young, ageless, like right. J- Jeremy Rem- Remmer- Renner in uh, class re- uh, class uh, senior class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're going to have a very disturbing scene, okay? You have, now, as you know, I'm very heterosexual, Mike, okay? All Uh, right, Carl. (laughs) So it it meant nothing is what you're trying to tell me. So I have homophobia. Not like I'm a homophobic person, but I'm saying I'm afraid. Like, don't even show me those images. I don't want to know. So (laughs) here we have, like, a popsicle. Right? Uh-huh. And the girl is being sexy with the popsicle. Right. Uh, simulating a phallus, of course. Right? right. And you, you wish see, you here were we her. go. So when I look at her, swing, right? right? But then <laughs> Dime decides to do it too. That's funny. That's, well, that's a, he's just showing he's secure in his masculinity. And he's yeah, and to- I am not. So he's I'm looking at her going, yeah, baby, yeah. Then he cuts to him and I go, no, no. So mad at this director. <laughs> he's he's uh he's moving around like he's Charlie Chaplin in the Gold Rush. <laughs> it's know. very disturbing. This is a fillet off. Yeah, it yeah. is. So it's like when you're looking at her swing, and then it switches to him. It's like oh no no don't have a swing when a guy's doing it. Yeah, well, I mean, they would get gong from the gong show. They're no the original popsicle. <laughs> I don't know. The guy knows what he wants. He's just showing what he wants. And uh, the clerk wants it too, as we'll, we're about to discover. The clerk is probably the director's dad. Oh. 
Good point. Uh, Carl Reiner was Rob Reiner's dad, right? Right. I just saw Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid uh, two days ago. Yeah. It was a Carl Reiner. Yeah, that's uh, uh, him and uh, young Steve Martin Steve. made a bunch of movies yeah. in the early 80s that are, are just as interesting as uh, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. But he was intercut with all the old films. Yeah. It was really quite good. Yeah, and a lot of those films, you know, I recognize it. I saw that in the theater, and then when I see that movie, every time I see it, I go, you know what, I've seen these films. You know, like, I, I actually recognize the films. He did uh, All all of Me, Man With Two yeah. Brains, and Dead Man Don't Wear Plaid. I mean, those three films alone are just uh, just amazing, funny stuff. Yeah. And he did Pennies From Heaven, which wasn't good. I never saw that. I, I've seen uh, um, The Singing Detective, which is from the same writer. But What about Lonely Guy? Lonely Guy has a cult following. I know a lot of people who swear by it. Uh, it's a that good, was his number in his sec, his second film after the jerk. That's uh, with Charles Grodin and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you like Charles Grodin and young Steve Martin, then way to go. It's a good movie. Go ahead, tell me another film. I'll recommend it. Good movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So what we're hearing now is the parents want to sabotage the boys' trip to get this girl. They really don't like this girl. So they're hiring like an ex-Navy SEAL kind of guy, like this, a tough, yeah. you know, eating glass kind of guy. And he's scary to them, but they're doing this. So at the end of it, he goes, I will hunt down your boy <laughs> and I will kill him. And then you look at him like gulp and he's like, that was humor. Huh. All right, here, let's, uh, let's take a listen. Pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags the go up. The come up. Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup. They deftly, deftly maneuver. maneuver. Rank. Few burning fast I will survive. Tank. Oh, yes, Reckless not I. Wild. They pour through the turns. Their prowess is potent and secretly Oh, say, can you see by the, the dawn's early light? Down. The fans get up and they get out of town. The arena is empty except for except one man. Except for one man. Oh, one man, huh? As fast is that the guy going to distance? Whoa! Oh, ladies, uh, butts in the tent. He goes, I'm pitching a tent right now! They're having, they're cooling out, they're having their National Lampoon beer. Although, this was just a film, right? And then they put the National Lampoon title to get it on video. Yeah, they just slapped it on. Now, the thing is, they don't just slap the title onto anything, but close to anything. It doesn't have to be funny, it just has to meet the criteria of youthful... Party. Right, but we've watched Men in Black, Men in White, excuse me, National Lampoon's Men in White, and that was like a kid's film through and through. Yeah. Well, I guess I ought to talk about that guy who did that. Uh, Uh-oh, their tent's on fire. Right, they flung a marshmallow. Um, oh, no. Carl, the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. No, it's the whole... The whole tent. Oh, we don't give. Let the motherfucker burn. So the other guys were playing with the um, fire extinguisher so much it's not working. Oh, is that what? Oh, there was. That's right. He was doing that in the beginning. Well, there you go. That's called writing. (laughs) (laughs) There they go. Canada is beautiful. Oh, yeah. She's all alone, and then they shout, all alone, and then they start fucking playing the horns, and then this thing. It's a genius song. They're mad that the... 
They burned the tent down. Burned. And they think that it was a plot to get the girls to sleep inside. Oh. And it wasn't. I think at this point you would just leave. Now he's going to go surfing. Uh huh. By the way, they're all. He's drinking liquor from a bottle. This guy's rolling a doobie. Fucking See, he's surfing. Oh, he's surfing on the rooftop. Jesus Christ. By the way, do not attempt. <laughs> I love it. He's surfing the rooftop. He's surfing Canada. Whoa! It's a plot point. It's a plot point. It's a plot point. It's a plot point. It's not a plot point. Well, it's a movie. This is what we're watching. The, the plot point is going to come up when they get pulled over by a cop. Oh, and then the movie starts. She's coming on to him, and he's like, I have a girlfriend. I have a girlfriend. I have a girlfriend. And secretly stern. Oh, Oh, cops are coming. Good. That makes sense. Oh, by the way, if someone's surfing on the roof of your RV, don't bang on the roof. (laughs) Startle the guy. So the pot is hidden, right? The, okay. the cop will never find the pot. Uh-huh. Right? So we're okay. Yeah, we are. We're cool, man. The stash is good. We stash the stash? The thing is, the driver hasn't been drinking. He hasn't been smoking. I don't know why he's so stressed. <gasps> There's a bag of oregano on the counter. Boom! Secret stash of four pounds. Oh, the whole the whole RV is covered with weed. Well, it's not like up in smoke by Cheech and John, but yeah. Oh, no, oh yeah, nice dreams there. Th- nice dreams too. There. Oh, no, you're right. Up in smoke, their whole car van was made out of pot. Yeah. See now, can do you recognize the cop? Here, let's take a listen. No trophy, no flowers, no flashbulbs, no wine. Now, who is he? Uh, he's the guy that the parents hired. Oh. He's going the distance. <laughs> He's going for speed. Okay, so now they're going to bribe him uh, because he, they think he's a cop. Now, why does he care uh, to get bribed? Do you know what I'm saying? His goal was to stop this boy from getting to the music festival. So His I don't are- understand... His parents are so uncool. Yeah. So why does he keep going? Oh, I would totally be in that van. Like, if a cop walked in there and I had booze and uh, all that pot. <laughs> no, he's like, he'll never find the pot. Don't worry. Oh. <laughs> he found, I found the pot. Yeah. Man, that's a lot of fucking pot. I can't even be in a van with that. Like, you fucking... Bring out your pot pipe. I'll be like, God, I can smell it from here. But four pounds <laughs> in a van? They really are going the distance. They're going. I'm sorry, Carla. I interrupted you. No trophy. No line. He's haunted by something he cannot define. <laughs> okay, so here comes some jokes, okay? All right. Where he's disposing of the pot and Dime is like, no. No. Yeah. Dime certainly doesn't have a 
Steinbeck here. Yeah. Now, wow, look at that. So wait, wait, wait. Um, oh, I wish we could pause. Look at that fake weed. That looks like. <laughs> The director was a, a realist. He actually threw a uh, two ounces of weed in this scene. <laughs> right. It was for the project. Okay. He's hearing the sounds of a bear, so he goes to investigate. But he doesn't find a bear. He finds Tyler pooping. Oh, good. There's poop jokes. Right. But can you guess what happens now? Oh, is he going to see his dick, or is he going to see a... He's going it's to separate. a bear! <laughs> it is a bear. Yeah. Like, so the director made us think, oh, it's not a bear. Oh, he, he got knocked out, by the way. Okay, so now we're with Jason Priestley. Yes. And um, this is 10 years after 90120, by the way. Okay. So here is the... See that slap? Yeah. Right? So this one goes, that was inappropriate, I don't like it. And I expected Jason Priestley to go, you're right, and then yell at the girl, don't wag your ass around here, that's sexual harassment. But he doesn't. What does he say? He apologizes. Oh, here, let's listen. The fans get up and they get out of town. Empty, except for one, except for one man. This is when the sun went down and the moon went up. Now that she's out of the room, her true colors show up. Oh, she wanted to get her ass slapped. Oh, hello. Now listen, she likes her boyfriend. She does. She loves him. Right. But she's not, you know, she's a dude. She's a a Nat Lamper. So wait, why is he in the woods on the floor? Uh, they he went to throw out the pot in the river, and Dime was like, "No, no, no!" Right. It was when the bear came. Right. Okay, so now they gave him aspirin. But wait a minute, where did you get that from? Your aspirin drawer? No, that was acid, you dummy! You're kidding me! <laughs> this it's movie an old just, boy. They could just take this out and just end the movie. The old took acid by mistake. Oh no, that wasn't acid. I mean, that wasn't acid. <laughs> Yeah, because I get it mixed up because I keep buying these like cloth uh, square aspirin tabs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With, with a blotter of aspirin. Yeah, I get a blotter of aspirin with fucking Jerry Garcia's face on it. Showing the guy's got the mortar and pestle in the in the pharmacy. <laughs> Can you give me a blotter of Motrin, please? Right away, sir. What's up, Sonny? Oh, 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 my head is killing me. I have just a blotter for you. <laughs> That's kind of like blood. Gilbert. I saw Gilbert Gottfried last night. You did? I love Gilbert Yeah, Gilbert. in Springfield, New Jersey. He was hilarious, man. Oh, yeah? How, how, can I ask how long he went? How long he did? Yeah. About, I would say 40 minutes. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't a bunch of old material. He did a lot of old jokes. And also right. he was referencing things like Jay Leno and Jerry Seinfeld, things that are past. But he he earns it because his his jokes have always been that kind of ironic, yeah. pop culture-y like that. So it's it's fine. And it makes sense because like his his he's in an earlier decade, decade or two. Um, he has a new documentary. It just was released yesterday in New York. Uh, unfortunately. Oh. I didn't see it. I don't know if it's still... I'm going to look it up after this. Yeah, so it's a it's, documentary. I don't know if it's so good, but... Well, yeah, it's called Gilbert. I, I'm going to watch it eventually. I, I feel like some documentaries nowadays... Close it, please. Uh, thank you. See you guys. Uh, there's Paul Brombach, Mrs. Christine. Make sure to listen to her show. They're leaving me, finally. Uh, 
Yeah, it's the documentaries nowadays, unless like it's Wiener and something unexpectedly happens, you just mm-hmm. kind of guess what the story is going to be. It could be like a Vanity Fair article, but I'll, I'll see it because there'll be footage of Gilbert. You know? I no, I think you're right. Uh, it feels to me like Gilbert made a documentary because I got to get something going on. Well, I think he was know? approached. He must have been approached. Somebody thought it was a good topic uh-huh. to do it. And, okay, uh, so I saw the promo for it, right? Yeah. And basically it was comedians being interviewed. You know, it was already Lang. Was, was it, it, was was it the, the comedy cellar? God forbid they should not have a scene in the comedy cellar in a documentary. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, all I saw was the promo, and I saw a bunch of comedians, you know, Belzer, getting interviewed and talking about it. Did That's they interview all. Robert De Niro from The Comedian? <laughs> I didn't see that movie on purpose. It really looked like it was going to stink. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. Do you recommend it? Yeah, I'll recommend it. I'll recommend it. It's it's Robert De Niro uh, acting as a comedian, and you can see the great method actor do, doing stuff comedians actually do. You know, it's uh, the film itself is uh, he knocks up Leslie Mann, and uh, which pisses off her, his dad, her dad Harvey Keitel. So uh-huh. if you want to see another movie with Robert De Niro and Harvey Keitel in it, this is your last chance. I don't think they'll make another movie together. I mean, if you really mm-hmm. like Mean Streets, this is your or, and Raging Bull, uh, not Raging Bull, Taxi Driver. No, because he kills uh, Harvey Keitel in Taxi Driver to, to because he's the pimp no. of Jodie Foster. No, he does. Oh yes, he does. That's yeah. right. That was Harvey Keitel. Yeah. So in the comedian, he knocks up Harvey Keitel's daughter. <laughs> in in the movie. In the well, and in real life, Carl. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, so, I have now added it to my Netflix queue. Okay, your Netflix queue just spat it out. Fuck no. Uh, topless scene. There's 51 movies before. I, okay, so you see the old school phone? Yeah, the flip phone. And we're talking 2004 there. And he's like, oh, this angle's no good. Can you guess what happens? The flip's going to flip into the pool? He'll fall into the water, right. Ha, ha, ha. So she is topless, and we do get to artfully see something. Okay, I'm bumping this to the top of my queue. Oh, you're going to be so disappointed. I asked you, Mike. I think maybe Gilbert shows up like there's a lot of comedians that play themselves. You know what I mean? Mike, 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 stop, stop. Listen, you told me Robert De Niro comedian was a good film. Is it? Uh, like I, I put it number one in my queue on your right. recommendation. Yeah, go ahead. What you bump? What, what got bumped? Uh, La Cheval. La Cheval. Gerard Depardieu and Pierre Richard star in this comedy as two inept cops searching for the accident-prone daughter of a filthy rich businessman. Like I don't know. I must have liked <laughs> the trailer. Bump. Ben Hur was bumped after that, the new one. Oh shit! Oh wait a minute, I think I fucked up. What uh, what time are you at, Carl? Okay, so I am at thirty six oh eight. Okay. Shall I gonna... pause? No, no, keep going. I'm gonna catch up with you. Just uh, let me know when you get to thirty three and thirty. Wait. Uh, I'm at 33. Oh. Okay, so I'm going to pause. No, 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 no. Tell me where you are right now. 
3630. Was it? 36 and 35. Okay, in a sec. Okay. Okay, they're finding the cop car, and they're like, something's a foul here. Wait, are you at 3640? Uh, 46. Okay, I'm right behind you. Okay, tell me when you get to 3651. Now. Okay. Okay, so they've just broken the... They, they know that the cop is, is a faker now. See? They're saying, look, this is a fake badge. And so they're, like, investigating what's going on here. But the joke is it's he's an American cop, and they're being Canadian. They don't they think it's uh, fake. Oh, so no, look, that's not the joke. Oh, so there they are. They're holding on. He's holding on to a stick. What do I do? Then the phone rings. He's like, you should get that. <laughs> so she's concerned, not mad. Yeah. Are you okay? She's like a. This guy's a stand-up comedian, and he won like the Canadian Best Canadian Award. He's like all over Canada as a famous comedian. He's not a, not at this age, but Canadian Dane Cook. Yeah, that's right. Okay, now. I don't know who that. Oh uh, yeah, you see the. They wrote hand jobs twenty dollars on there. Well, they are not. Now blood. he's not going to take that, right? So he's, look what he does. He's off to the. Off oh no! There's a chain connected to his car. Whoa! Whoa! This guy is not worth his money. They they ripped off the rear axle. That is a federal yeah. crime. Right? Harassment of a... federal crime to rip off an axle? I don't know. They are um, fighting a fake policeman. Well, I don't know the charge. Just wake me up when they get to Venice Beach, Carl. That will not happen. They're going to Toronto. Oh, and here's a, a little carnival on the side. Okay, so what happened here is the guy took all their money, you know, under the guise of I'm being bribed. So now they need to go make more money. But they're so doing. They're, oh, they're doing the dunk tank, drunk tank, dunk tank. I don't know. They're at a fair to make money somehow, and um, she's going to be the dunk tank person and get paid. I don't know. Just somehow, like if you just show up at a carnival and be hired as a carny. You know that that makes sense in R-rated movies. Have the actress go topless in one scene, and then next scene she's in a wet t-shirt contest, or reverse <laughs> it, and then you build suspense. <laughs> that so the only thing National Lampoon had this guy uh, named Tim Durham, who was a financier, and he was on their board or something, and he appointed uh, Dan Lalkin as the CEO, and he had sunk $5.3 million into this company by 2003. Okay. So that's when they started uh, licensing, you know. Like, the modus operandi wasn't like, we're going to turn this ship around by finding a giant hit, a hilarious comedy. Instead, it was like, you know, just license our name. You know that film, Van Wilder? Right. Which was okay. uh, 2001, maybe? Was this before this movie? Yeah. 
that was their first license attempt, and it was good, that it was a hit. Right. And so everyone was like, oh, yeah, license, yeah, do it. And so they're just trying to make fast money makers. Uh, but there was a faction in the company that was for saving the brand and making funny comedians. And then there was this other faction that was the CEO for just not caring about it. I mean, it was like free money for a company that was undercapitalized, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. Well, there's something called National Opinion Strip Poker. Have you heard of that one? Yeah. And that was like a direct-to-video or maybe it was a pay-per-view special. And Olivia Nunn Munn is in there. She under a different name. But that sounds like they just slapped that name on there. That's probably the... Yeah. This is one of those films they just slapped the name on. Barely Legal, Gold Diggers, Dorm Days 2. Yes, I've seen Dorm Days 2. That takes place on a cruise ship. We're going to watch all these movies. Any copy that shows up on YouTube, we're watching. <laughs> But the thing is, Mike, they're not really National Lampoon, you know. It's, they okay, are National so Lampoon movies, Carl. That's the <laughs> they, genre they fall under. They paid their money. Okay, uh, so he got hired now as a bunny, and he doesn't understand what it's for. But okay, and they're going to paint pellet him. Oh, that I makes him mad. I think he kind of knows what's going on. He has his dick out. Oh, it's like a, a hunting game. Paintball. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Right? That's funny? Yeah, I guess. But he gets some of them back, you'll see, later. These are all the Those investors. Two kids. Now, there she's making her money being dunked uh, tank. the dunk tank girl. Now, her panties are regular old boring panties. I was so just about to say her that. her pubic hair. <sighs> Fucking A. Well, what's, <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, so that's I'm, 42 minutes and 28 seconds. I paid my money for a good reason. God, that's so funny. Yeah, now, you know, here's I, the bunny getting his revenge. Oh, mad bunny. He's all painted up. Again, that looks funny, right? Yes, it looks very funny. <laughs> <laughs> She's there laughing in her wet underwear. We watched Yeah, that. and yeah. it's she really needs to shave that thing. Well, we watched Hamburger the movie, and that's available on our website, uh, that episode, and, and I embedded a link. And there is a scene where uh, the principals are wearing their underwear, and it's just yeah. so distracting. <laughs> it's one thing to be wearing a bikini top, right? Or like a, a, a boxer shorts with like hearts on it or what have you. But when you're actually wearing underwear, that's all you're thinking about. It's like, mm -hmm. oh my God. Okay, so now he has sabotaged their car and uh, he sent them on a wild goose chase detour. And who taught him that? Wally e. Coyote? Bugs Bunny taught yeah. that trick? That's funny you say that because it's a very wily e. coyote thing that happens. They end up on train tracks with a train coming. So this guy went over to the detour sign stop, said, listen, hi, what time do you guys open? Can you open now? I'm in a rush. I need to get a detour <laughs> sign and a, a safety vest. He just happened to have this in his arsenal. Now, what's funny to me is he's hiding to watch what happens with the van in his fluorescent right vest like that says look at me these kids try to kill him by chaining up his car and in retaliation he's going to watch them get run over on a train track now his only job was to stop him this guy this kid from crossing the country 
I don't know why he couldn't just do that. Instead, he had to concoct all these wily coyote things. But the parents did say, can you make sure you to kill my son maybe on the railroad tracks? Uh, okay, so guess what's coming? And now our Indian chief uh, special forces guy regrets his choice. He didn't regret it when they went to those tracks? Now, you can see he's on the left side of the vehicle, okay? okay. So all he sees is the driver's side. On the right-hand side is the door. Okay. So he does not see them escape, and he thinks they were all killed. Wait, what about the pot? Carl, what about the pot? Is it still in the RV? Carl, before the no. train hits the RV, no. where's the pot? No. Oh. The pot. Oh. pot. No, the pot's not in there. Oh, okay. Phew. But still, okay, they, so now our uh, our special forces guy thinks that he's murdered the child right. of his employers. Right. Now that's funny. <laughs> oh, but they're okay. They're on the other but side. they're okay. Yeah. They just lost their van. They have to report that. They're not going to report that. They don't, that actually. They say they're not hanging around and filling out paperwork. They start walking away from the wreckage this is not right the, now. Cause this is not the original ending to the movie. I've seen the original ending, Carl, and it's the last 40 minutes. They're filling out paperwork and going to the police station <laughs> and getting photographs okay. and getting a hotel room because they have to stay there. Now we're, <laughs> we're going to meet a, a favorite of Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Our good friend, Max Headroom, Matt, Max now Headroom. shows up. Matt Frewer. Matt Frewer. He's got the gun. There he is! Now, Matt Frewer, no stranger to the show, also no yeah. stranger to National Lampoon movies, because right. in 1994, 10 years ago, he was in Senior Trip. Now, what he does here is what he always does. He does his job, right? Right. He's not the best actor, but he is good. And he's not the funniest guy, but he is funny. And right. he, unlike other people who walk through these things, he does his job. Now, he uh, makes a reference. Do you remember Army of Darkness, 1992? Sure. Uh-huh. The, the guy, uh, Mr. Hanson, whatever his name was, he calls the gun his boomstick. Right. So they're talking about, uh, like, sleeping with the farmer's daughter, and he goes, if you touch my daughter, I'm going to use my boomstick. We should put up the sound with that. Okay, well, I, I got I to gotta go in here. I love Matt Frewer. He, You're absolutely right. He, You want me to be a farmer? You got it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. The old uh, farmer's joke. You can hang the rest of the production around this guy. Don't you dare touch That's right. Whatever role you give him, he will do. Yeah. To the best of his ability. Yeah. In Cannonball, he didn't do a good accent. No, but he was he was in the moment with Joe Flaherty the whole time. Yeah. And those two were great together. Here comes Boomstick. Unless I wish the wrath of that farmer's Boomstick. Got it. Yes, sir. He's hungry. All right. He must be a Canadian, too. Now, his... I don't think... I don't know. You know, that's a good question because all of these actors and actresses. Okay, so Matt, F R E W E R. Yeah, like I'm going to have a fewer or less beers so I can lose weight. 
Yeah, American Canadian actor is it's hyphenated. Oh, so he was born in America and moved to Canada. Um, recurring roles as Vancouver, uh, Netflix sci-fi drama. Okay, let me just see here. What's he doing now? Um, it says he's been traveling all over North America in recent months, filming recurring roles in Vancouver as Carnegie in Netflix new sci-fi drama Altered Carbon, as Anthony Brewer in NBC's Timeless in Montreal, opposite Dennis Quaid as Paul Wright in Crackles, The Art of More, so, and in Toronto. Oh, in that's BBC. a lot of work. So he's working. Yeah, he's working. So the, He's got fewer jobs than me! <laughs> <laughs> we should mention what's going on on the screen right now is that the farmer's daughter is... Uh, yeah. yeah. She's probably the woman on the cover uh, of the yeah, DVD easy. box. No, she says, Oh, I'm feeling sick. I'm going to leave the table. And the mother says, Oh, she's so shy. But really, she goes under the table and we see that old gag. Would you like more potatoes? Pop, pop, please. Right. Yeah. It always, yes. does, this always happens. It goes under the table and someone's having an orgasm and they're pretending to be having a conversation. Hamburger the movie. That's where we saw it last in the show. Yeah. And uh, there was another one too. You see it all the time and we're about to see it again. I mean, that's the thing about these tired movies is they use the same old vehicle should stick. There she is on her hands and knees crawling back into the house. He's going to say, will you please pass the... No uh, no teeth. No teeth. Can you please pass the no teeth? Easy with the teeth. <laughs> the no teeth? What did he say? So, uh, there he goes. It's so funny, because this is part of the bad movie rules. Everybody would know what's going on. There's no way someone, a human being would be under the table right now. And right. not, no and one else not noticed, let alone uh, pants being pulled out, cock being slipped out, and fellatio happening. <laughs> uh, uh, dear Lord. Um, He's saying, would you please do the grace? I blame Police Academy for this joke. Oh, what, at the podium. Yeah, but the podium made but, a little more sense, right? They were doing a prank on him. So you mean right National... I mean, um, Police Academy was like one of the first times you ever saw that gag? Yeah. Oh. And did you know that that's actually uh, the actress who does that scene is the famous porn actress from Devil and Miss Jones, the original. Really? Yeah, that the is, actual 70s porn actress, uh, legend. Devil and Mrs. Jones was like, okay, we're not Deep Throat, but we're trying. It was before Deep Throat, I think. I thought it was the number two, like Deep Throat paved the way. Oh, I got you, yeah. The Deep and Throat... And Mrs. Jones was like, there's more than just one, you know. Oh, right. Well, you know, it's interesting. Well, that, that uh, Deep Throat's the worst movie I've ever seen, period. Uh-huh. Wait, what's happening to the woman now? Who's under the table? She's, uh, she switched to vagina. Ah. It's the same old gag! So the farmer's daughter is now going down on her. She's harassing, sexually harassing two women. Two people. And Matt Poor's doing his job. Oh, she grabs the corn. Now, I expected the joke to be like a popcorn sound. These kids are possessed. And give them a gun. Sir, I 
Okay, so he thinks it's gonna be an exorcism. What the fuck are we watching, Carl? Uh, <laughs> That's the weirdest uh, scene I've ever seen, dude. That's his boomstick, in case you forgot. Parents are in the room. Compels you to do what? The daughter crawls on the hands and knees in front of her parents. With the parents in the room, fillets the guy, then turns around and goes down on the woman who was across from the table from her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. You know, so oh, oh, here oh, oh, oh. are the parents. The, and he's calling to say, yeah. "I killed your 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 son by mistake." Well, he's not going to say that. He's going to he's 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 has remorse. He's been Hello? drinking, Jerry? and he's going to say he's not going to make Jerry? it to the oh, hey, music yeah. festival. Oh no! But there's much doing, music man? at the festival. So what's going on? Is Nick going to make it to Toronto? No. No, no he's not. This guy looks like Richard Thanks, Nixon man. and Spear right now. <laughs> yeah, it's combined. You he know doesn't what? have the heart to tell him. I told you he was the best man. This the movie nose bit. isn't quite right, though. They're not doing Tai Chi, whatever the fuck they're doing. Right, that's right. It's sort of like joke Tai Chi, and yeah. it was okay. That's where it's like, oh, can you do something Asian? Oh, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll speak in the Asian language, and then I'll uh, do some Asian uh, Tai Chi. And it's just like embarrassing. Okay, so this is like a um, open mic, okay? And as you know, our female hero is going to the Much Music Festival in order to. Yes, get, that's right. Like, I remember that. So this is going <laughs> to actually finally pay off. So she can sing, apparently, and the girlfriend, her girlfriend's going to be like. We've got someone who wants to go up. and <laughs> Now, I think her song is terrible, Mike. I think it's horrible. I think her voice is awful. She sounds like a dude. Uh-huh. I think you should listen to it when All it right. happens. All right, here it is. No, it's... Oh, okay. <laughs> Life is just a little old now. Oh, I'm sorry. Look, it's not going to be funny, and then it's not going to be funny, and then the third time it's going to be funny again. It's then it's not going to be again. funny. Then it's not going to be funny. Oh, they're just going the distance. Yeah. <laughs> you had to throw that in there. <laughs> so, you know, another thing, i got to get back to the dinner table. The farmer's daughter uh, goes down on a guy and a yeah. girl, and but right. the, the guy and the girl in this movie are, are romantically linked. Yeah. So they just... All right, I guess they're so, they're into I, it. The two that are romantically linked are the two she chose to fellate uh, yeah. or whatever. The Maybe word. they knew it was an open relationship. Maybe they yes, she knew. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> open your fly relationship. Okay, so here we see milf before milf was a thing. Oh, this is Canadian milf. Yes, that's right. Perhaps that which are less expensive, arranged. but still. You just have to sit really tight, gentlemen, because we have to... They're more polite. Because they're Canadian! If they win their... If they're at a billiards hall right now, and if they beat those uh, (coughs) MILFs uh, in pool, they'll win some serious MILF money. Is that like milk money joke? Yeah, it's a milk money <laughs> okay, joke. Okay, that's very good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so, um, the MILFs say that um, sleeping with young boys is really what I'm all about. <laughs> See, you get that accent joke. Okay, never mind. Okay, now, her song is horrible, and I want to listen to it to see if you agree. All right. And this is by Cake, you're saying. Don't do it, Mike. Show us your tits! All right, here we go. Oh, wait, her tits. Now, remember, they still need money very desperately, and it's kind of what they're here for. The prize. This is for all the assholes out there. Yeah, right. Well, it just so happened our heroes found a talent a talent show with money offered. Her voice sounds terrible in my personal opinion. She's no Carl Half. Oh, Carl. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> We've heard you before like twice now on, on the show. Live. This is her new. <laughs> Here's a gravelly growl she's got going on. I like her, girl. You just like her because I don't. Uh, wait, that's not true. You said you didn't like her, right? I do not like her. Yeah, I do like her. Yes, and I do like her. I do like her. <laughs> you better be good to me. It's not a good song. It's not a good ending. Well, I like it. Well, not that many National Lampoon songs really sing. Now look at him. You see, he starts to fall in love with her. Oh, yeah. He's been flirting with him all this time, trying to come on to him. And he's saying, I have a girlfriend. I have a girlfriend because she's not acting like a boy. I tell you, this is the thing about young guys like want to marry their sweetheart. Because of insecurity. They don't want to lose this. Oh, I if see. If I marry her... Well, maybe some sweethearts will disagree with you. Uh, yeah. I always act like our listening audience is like two people who've met in high school. <laughs> Forget it. We're done with this podcast, honey. They just insulted our love. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at... I was on Tinder. I, didn't, I wasn't listening. She's rocking out. Yeah, he's starting to like her, but then he like catches himself and themselves. There's there's a Canadian law of like for radio and TV that the content has to be like at least forty percent Canadian. Maybe that's the reason why she's singing. They're like, we gotta stick more Canada shit in you're, Mike, you're hundred percent right about that. Um, there was a change to Telefilm Canada. Okay. Uh, about their funding, and they it was exactly what you just said, and they were awarded producers of domestic films that were commercial successes. In, in the language of English and everyone's Canadian and this was one of the, this was completely funded by oh I'm, I'm sorry I shouldn't talk shit I don't know about but heavily funded by the Canadian Film Board the now Canadian I couldn't Film Board. find it I wanted to find what was the Canadian Film Board's reaction when the they contest? got the National Lampoon uh Okay, so you can see that the cops sees that they're not dead. And they're going to like, you're coming with me. And the milfs knock him out and say, no, you're coming with us. Oh, they totally knocked him out. <laughs> they hit. They just had a scene with him lying on the ground with a beer bottle and uh, broken yeah. pieces of glass artfully uh, displayed around him. <laughs> artfully is very generous. 
This is like a one long Warner's Brother cartoon. They're just like, okay, he gets hit by a bottle. Uh, the van hits the. He puts a detour sign. Yeah. Oh, those uh, our young couple are have their own hotel room, and they're calling up for a, a prostitute. So- he just saw her performing, and now he's all hot for her, but he's got to catch himself uh-huh. and not. Okay, but he can't help it, and he does sleep with her. Oh, the guilt! Right. Well, that's uh, what's the point of the trip now? Well, no, he feels the guilt. He says, tells her that it was a mistake, it was a oh, one-time no. thing. I blame my dick. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, here's a nice little romantic thing. He's on the toilet. Yeah, this is the uh, throwing up puking scene, and um, he he he's like, I want to kiss you, but he's <laughs> now like, vomit. And he goes, oh, I can't. I can't. Yeah, you shouldn't kiss anyone who's like hanging over the toilet seat anyway. It's just not good form. They don't really need it. That's the right word, Mike. It's not good form. Yeah. Wait till she gets out of the bathroom. Yeah, have some respect for yourself and others. <laughs> and these guys are playing, literally playing footsie. They're sitting in bed, just looking cute, whispering pillow talk. Yeah, they're going to uh, do it. Are they gonna? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, That's the, right. Are they going for? Spoiler alert! Are they with the? Are they really? Are they going? The distance? Are they? Are they doing for sure? Flashes, the flags go up, churning and burning. They yearn for the cup. They definitely must. I don't think she's. I don't think she deserves to get any. I mean, she didn't do a good job performing. She doesn't look like she's at her best right now. She's making cheating happen. So you're into the negging. You'd be like, oh, you're terrible. Yeah, don't be lucky, your own man. Get your own man. This music actually works for the sex scene. Because you know they're going the distance. You mean home plate? Home base? Uh. Uh. Going for speed. And the joke with the. Uh, All alone! The young buck is that the MILFs are into bondage and going to tie him up and leave him or spank him until it hurts. Right, exactly. Are you taking his wallet? I tell you, this this cake that you're playing, yeah. this joke is going to distance. Oh, it's going for speed. For speed. Well, one of the reasons why it works so well, Carl, is that they are ironic to begin with. Look, he's holding a fucking Christmas thing. Are you, are you, I'm watching the video, too. Oh, so they got a double-headed dildo going on? Yeah, up his butt. Now, I don't understand the point of it. They really are two horny women. So right. why are they... You know what I mean? Like, see how fake that was? Oh, oh that oh. was the best fake sex I ever had. They're all, like, okay. glistening from sweat the guy that sprayed on. Yeah, they landed in unison. And action! Stop. Yeah, right. Okay, a little more... Coming up with them Windex bottles. <laughs> the misters. And roll up. Okay, get the camera roll and collapse on the bed now. In this scene, you're having sex you're so sweaty. And then you just, okay, roll up. Now give post kiss. 
All right, it's the morning after the motel. Yeah, you gotta break up with us. She wakes up. He's putting what? Money. Oh, look! What oh, yeah, he has remorse. He has remorse too, and dildo of his butt. Guilt. So he's like, help, help, and they all come to see what's up and help him, and then they get distracted and talk after everything about last night, and then they walk away, forgetting to untie him. It's funny. So they just, they stuck it in him and left and he fell asleep? <laughs> or, yeah, like, or passed out this, or this, something. There's I don't so know. many things in this movie I would just fucking call the cops. Oh my It'd be like, party's <laughs> over. They Absolutely. put his hat on his ass? Oh my God. Your place is way bigger He's than touching it. Can somebody just give me a hand? Oh, well, at least it's out. <laughs> Was it just yanked out or? No, it's just yeah, I think he yanked it out. Dude, you nailed Sasha. Oh, and his... Yanks. I mean, thanks. What, Nick, Nick, some details, buddy? I knew you guys were going to hook up. Oh, yeah, that guy showed up shirtless and his flies unbuttoned. Guys? Do you remember? See, they got distracted. He's like, okay. Oh, I see. Yeah, timey. It was funny. A little. That is one veiny dildo, double-headed dildo. Yeah, that's like a middle-aged dildo. Yeah. Oh, they're hopping the rails, riding the rails. Hobo. National Lampoon presents hobos. Right, it is hobo, because they are, what, stowaway? What's the word on a... Hobo-aways. They're hobo-aways. They're hoboing. But they they get caught. And they try to bribe him with a little thing of booze, and he goes, are you kidding me? So then he pulls out the pot, and they're like, I thought we got rid of the pot. And he goes, that's my private stash. And then welcome aboard, good fellas. Right. Hey, are you the fellows who uh, left the RV on the train tracks and my friend crashed it and now he's going hey, to therapy? Hey, Mike, that's a great point. Why yeah. didn't they tie that in? Like, that's this yeah, the train got delayed. Some jerk left an RV on the... Why don't they do that? Oh, well. Well, there's no consequences hey, in this mind movie. If I, have a, I mean, honest to God, you... Well, whatever. <laughs> you know, you have your license and registration when it comes to an RV. It's not like you can get your RV smashed by a truck, uh, by a train and, and then just leave it. Yeah. No, it's, right. It's, it's not just medieval times. That is we federal, right? Because it's a train. Okay. Trains are yeah. federal. Okay, that's a federal crime. There we go. The jurisdiction. I don't know that answer, actually. I, I often start talking shit. I better not. I don't know the answer. Well, I know in America's, in, in, in our America's, uh, Amtrak is federally funded. It's a monopoly. It's oh, 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 oh. They don't have like a competitor. Uh, and then, I don't know about the actual commercial trains. Well, yeah, I think the primitives in uh, Canada might have different, you know, more primitive rules. I don't know. Here he's breaking it to her that what happened is just, you know, a mistake. I'm uh, even going to ask the girl to marry me. See, here's uh, my ring. Oh, the ring, you dumbass. So she goes... It's fake. And he goes, well, it's just temporary. And she goes, like me. Is he talking or is his penis talking this whole time? Listen, I'm sorry. I wasn't thinking straight. But his his penis is also what's talking for the, like, let's get married line. Uh, 
Cause right, because he wants to, to secure it, like you're saying. Right. You got to tie that in. down. Tie up his loose end. So this train is going to their destination. Okay, well, they said, is this train going to uh, Toronto? And the guy says, yes. But the truth is, it was going through Toronto. He just oh. wanted the pot. And he goes, I didn't say we were stopping there. See, they went past Toronto Montreal. Oh, Montreal. Oh, no, now the French film gets French. You said. Here we go. Uh, I didn't say. I don't even work on this train. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm a ghost. <laughs> Another typical old man who wants the pot. Yeah. And he's like, I'm also, you got to speak French now. Okay, good. We're in the red light district of Montreal. All so now they go, it's a $2 buffet. They're oh, like, the they can't club. believe their good luck. Yeah. Now the thing is, strip clubs have $2 buffets to right. get you in the door so you can spend money on the girl. When they don't do that, they get kicked out. Oh, so you got to eat really quickly. This is a real fantasy. Uh, strip club. You and I don't know how much you go to strip clubs, Mike, but I've been to a few and they just, you know what I mean? She's swinging on a swing. Right. They're doing dancing. They have uh, utensils, like metal forks <laughs> for the buffet. Yeah. It's, it's not like, like a plastic um, strip club from the 1930s when people cared. Well, there's a whole legs and eggs breakfast deal, but that's just to get people in in the morning. Yeah. And then, of course, Plato's Retreat always had a, uh, a buffet at hand. That was like part of their uh, appeal, is that you could go to Times Square, go to an orgy, and eat afterwards. Right. So you get Because after all that exercise. Okay, so now she's reporting, I'm going home. I'm all bummed out with this uh, Chris. Oh, no, his name's, his name's Nick. His name is not Chris. His real name is Christopher Jacob. And he's been in episodes of CSI New York, and he's been in some TV show called Eureka. Oh, Eureka! He doesn't do a lot. He, he's actually he's a star in that new series, which I don't know anything about, called Slasher. Slasher or Splasher? Slasher. He is the star of this TV series, and it's really recent. It's 2016, and it's ongoing right now. Oh. And he was born on the. My beautiful wife's birthday. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. He was born on my wife's birthday. Uh-huh. Did, did you get that joke? Yeah, uh-huh. I'll start again. Right. He shares a birthday with my beautiful wife. I mean, oh, I mean me. he Have shares me. a birthday with my wife. <laughs> now do you get it? No, say it again. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, now, okay. this is a band. Yeah. Um, and they're called... Whoa, yeah, I said it's not for like three hours though. We thought we were just gonna get a and quick lap dance before we hit the road. I fucked it up though. This is my fucking you guys are going to TO? Yo, our flight leaves in like an hour. Why, you guys need a lift? Oh, they get to go on a private jet. Oh man, to the Music Makers Award. And they're playing PlayStation. How sweet is that? Yeah. On a plane. Now. In 2003, the internet was in full bloom. Napster was happening. There's no way these guys have their own private jet. There's just no way. Uh, but it's a movie. Well, of course. They, well, I mean, they're they're going to get them there, but 
No, but the thing is, if it's like 1972, uh-huh. yeah, bands have private jets. They make all that money. If you want that song, you got to go buy it. You know. Oh yeah, but Carl, uh, I mean, look at this private jet. It has like dagger motifs on it, and like they spent some money on this jet. They probably just rented it from uh, Cake. Oh. What's cake? Didn't they have a song going the distance? Okay, so these two are like, let's sneak off and have sex. Right. And it'll get filmed. Okay, here comes Jason playing. Priestley. Yes, and his girlfriend. girlfriend. And so, he's like, hey, that's my girlfriend. Hey, that's that actress from 40 minutes before ago in this movie. <laughs> he sees this her like... Actress, uh, it's it's unimpressive. Uh, her name is... Um, Look at that hand, name. that ass grab on it. She doesn't mind it. She doesn't mind it. Her name is Catherine Winnick. And she's a Canadian actress, of course. Winnick. She's in, she was in Bones. Uh, she was in The Art of the Steel. Um, okay, so uh, they're going at it. Yeah. She well, just has to well, have band it. member is videotaping this. Right. And they go, whoa, whoa, I'm so shocked. He's like, no, go ahead, keep it going. I'm not in the room. Hey, I love you guys. Good for the band, I guess. That was get that joke. Yeah, they high five. Something slimy. Here we are, finally in the much music building. Yeah. Now. And they're in the now studios. This one, I think her name is Avril. Latrine. I don't know. Latrine. If you were, if I was a young Avril person, Latrine. I would know this person. You know her. She's uh, she has that song about going the distance and going for speed. Oh crap, Mike! Would you get I'm still waiting for that, like coming back around to being funny again. Oh, I have it. I have it. Oh, here's that band. They're gonna say, "Hey, band name." <laughs> you just gotta get it out I'm not doing it You're doing it I love it So they've now shown up And he's gonna be on Mission Find Girlfriend Alright Now All right, this is right Wrap it up Our setup was That this one wanted to come here And be a star So why doesn't she pursue that I don't get it So um, Now Our Ryan Right. Uh, who in the sh- wait 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 no Tyler that's his name in the movie Tyler right he becomes their like um, dog they like the joke is he's like oh I'm one of your friends and they're just making fun of him making him do stupid stuff you know he's their pawn and the one who was singing on stage Avril Okay, so here she now sees the boyfriend, and she does like him, you see? Yeah. She wasn't scamming him. It's just that she's like a guy. So she's like, come on, let's go do it. Let's go sneak off and do it. Oh, right now? Yeah. See, I'm clueless. I'm watching this. I didn't know what she was talking about. Oh, there's much music in the background. Right, and as you know, this was all about promoting much music. And much music is a Canadian... uh, MTV. Yeah. At the time. See now, see they're making him. 
they're a bitch and he thinks they're having fun, you know? What are they He's doing? Like, oh, you hit me on the head, ha ha. Why are they fucking around with them like that? Because they're dead. Oh, there's Avril Lavigne. Right. She has a song, uh, Skate Rock Boy, or some shit like that. Okay, she's so like you do punk, know her. Yeah, she's a punk rocker, Carl, who uh, is like mall fashion punk rocker. Oh, and she's so even, she joins in belittling this guy. So now they just, now they're done with him and they walk off. They made him a chump. They go, oh, security! That's suppressing. So that poor guy, he really, this is kind of empty life. Yes. Okay, so now Jason Priestley is giving the same lines he gave to the blonde in the beginning. Uh-huh. The There's beastly. something about you, baby. I don't know what it is. You should come be my intern. The beastly. But she's not falling for it. She's like, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. My father gave me... Okay, so now he gets nice. He's, He's like... What? He gets nice. Turn on the voice. Turn on the All voice. All right, hang on. That is the sound. Hey, hey. He says, hey. like, hey, I'm sorry that, um, you know, guys can be jerks sometimes, and I wish you well. So, he was pretty cool about it. Well, now you turn up this sound. Who's okay, the man? so, once again, the shit between the lovers is let's go off somewhere and have sex. So, they're going to go up into the tower and do it. Uh huh. So, Swollen Member's now going to rap. And it's pretty bad, in my opinion. Well, I think we should hear them because they, they give our uh-huh, protagonists yeah. a ride. Okay, it's yeah, the least we, we could do. Did you just say suck my dick in my nutsack? Yeah. <laughs> I can hear it all right. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear more of him. Suck my dick in my nutsack. That's Lampoon's movie. Oh, yeah, all right. So they're having sex on the scaffolding there. Right. Yeah. And the scaffolding is going to come loose. Okay. So now they found a quiet spot. But even though they're hidden, she just can see them. Yeah, right. He's oh. like, hmm, huh. I'm out of here. Hmm. And this is when he realizes, I don't love you. I love her. Oh. Uh, boy, this guy's a bummer. Yeah. He just says the wrong things at the wrong time to the wrong That's women. That's right. And he's about to get laid every time. Yeah. And he blows it. Well, the first time he gets laid, and then he says, oh, I shouldn't have done that. You're yeah, right. Yeah. It's funny, because he's the girl, and she's the guy. Oh, and this one. They went the distance. Did you did you change your clock, Mike? Did you show up? Uh, <laughs> Daylight um, saving. You know, I'm not a fan of daylight savings, well, Mike. Why is that, Carl? Why are you not a fan of daylight savings? Well, you know, savings? you know why. The interest rates are just so low. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so much paperwork. Ugh. It's not really worth it. You know, it's really you saving must be much. better off with a You're saving like an hour at most. of deposit. And a most, daylight CD? Yeah. You would go for a daylight CD over a savings account? I, I would personally go for a daylight spending account. Let me tell you the reason. Have you been to Make like a day- your time work for you? You know, a, a your provi- you could get a daylight uh, reimbursement account. So now what he says is, you know, 
I'm stopping you from, like, marrying, asking that girl to marry. And he's like, I changed my mind! I want the other girl! Right, and then... Okay, so now I'll help you. No, then the man says, I'm wasting my life on this. This is just about you, whether you like a girl or not. This is what I, I'm getting paid for. Oh, he's known the whole time. Oh, wow, they're doing it. Oh, and he's plotting. Uh, actually, it's very, it looks very believable in this next shot. Uh, he, she really looks like she's humping him for real. All right. Uh, maybe I look they, forward to this next shot. Yeah, here we go. Well, the, the actress herself, she did. They both did like getting blown uh, under the table, uh, facial orgasms. Okay. Here we go. Okay, ready, coming. guys. Here. Oh, 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 I'll say. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Uh, right there. Well, it's a further away shot. It what really kind of research like did you do it. watching this film? I lie and lost a lot of squirts. Oh, rattling home. I, oh, I guess I missed it. I guess. No, no. Now I he think comes it. down with his naked peepee, slaps Jason Reasley in the face. Right in there. Oh. oh. I thought the English like tea bags, not the Canadians. Oh, well, all right. You get to see his ass, at least, or a stunt ass. So he runs away into the crowd? Yeah, I would do I'm the so same. I'm so embarrassed though. I'm going to run into... Oh, get, see what comes out of Jason's mouth. Disgusting. Oh, it's a condom. They had to go there. Yeah, because he has to get his, because we didn't like him from the very beginning of the film, so he's now getting his. So he had sex with this woman, came... Fell off a zip line, landed straight into Jason Priestley's mouth, fell yeah. out, and then Priestley pulls out a used uh, scumbag. Uh huh. Well, I don't know if it was used, was it? Well, I think they used it earlier, and oh yeah, they used it I in the airplane, and then he did. He said, "Why waste the condom?" And he kept it on. Oh no, he put it back in his wallet, and then it was he time wore to have it? sex. Oh, he put it in his wallet. Yeah, and then he just used the same one because you know they're not cheap. All right, are they fine? So they're done. They're mission accomplished. Okay, so so um, I'm going to be a famous singer. Never mind, my heart got broken. She went home, and here she is at her job. Oh, that's weird. And he's got to go find her to prove that he loves her and not the other one. So these women have jobs? They're not just, like, drifting? Yeah, right. And that conversation, now, yeah. This is a jerk customer who's calling her um, a wench, oh. and he likes it, and ha, ha, ha. Look, buddy, if you call me a wench one more time, I swear to God, Sasha, I'm... I need to speak with you right now, please. Excuse me, right now, please. Oh, because it's a pirate fish and chips. Yes. Hey there, you fellas lost or what? So, um... Here are the brothers who don't want some jerk guy going after their sister. They have heard all about him. <laughs> he came home and told the story. So whack, he gets whacked. Wow. This guy's wearing a Class of 80 t-shirt, too. So this is like in Once Upon a Time in Venice with Bruce Willis, where the uh, the girl's brothers go get angry and beat him up because they slept with, her, slept with him. It's just like that. Just like that, I guess. Except this guy now proves his love. He goes, go ahead, beat me up. And then he escapes. And he's, oh. he finds out that she's across the way working at her job. 
So he's like, I'm going to go get her. Ruining his leather jacket. Yeah, I know. It happens to find a surfboard. I guess they surf around here. Now, when he gets to the other side, he's got to pretty much climb a cliff. Where do they go skating? Uh, Surfing. Look how calm the water is. Well, in the... Maybe it's a lake. Maybe it's a superior lake, right? Oh, it doesn't look like an inferior lake. (laughs) So, see, now he's got to climb up. I mean, he really goes... Oh, there's the, there's the... I'm a kid. Oh, you're good. What's this? Even though you did all this, I'll still reject you. Because it serves the script. You smell like wet leather. I yeah, met your brother. Jacket. Why are you here for second bath? Oh, I, I realized after I came into my girlfriend that you were the one. She's like, forget it. He's like, but I came all this way. And I... Uh-oh. It's no, a bunch he doesn't of get fired. Why not? I don't understand these men in these movies. There's a, a guy at a fish and chips eater, eatery. Like, I don't even know if a fish and chips place is sit down. Who has a fucking sit down fish and chips? <laughs> well, the thing is, it wasn't his fish and chips. He just boarded it and took it over and, and flew the Jolly Roger. Oh. And now he's just selling off the surplus uh, chips and fish. I must have missed uh, until that. such time. Yeah. But that's even weirder. No wonder Look at that cool great. shirt he's got. That The globe has a rainbow to a car. It's weird. I, I don't know if we'll see it again, but... Well, if they're going to kiss, so he's going to share the t-shirt. Obscure, right. Yes. <laughs> there they are. Locking lips. Locking she, oh, lips. she's... Doing such a movie kiss, man. She's, she's doing duck lips too. I think oh he is. Oh my well. Yeah, I'm perfect. Can and we do that again? I really think I could kiss better. Okay. So I'm going to take a selfie and do duck lips during this. Okay. Uh, something's going on. They're looking at something it's out there. It's our friend. Oh. I, I I don't remember. There's something like a whale or something comes up. Canada looks pretty beautiful. Got like, yeah, it does. Yeah. They're by an iceberg, and it's the summer. It's been the summer for so long. I know. Well, this movie's taken like three, two and a half months. So did we even see the girlfriend perform, the uh, the one that he was going to go see? Like, she was going to this music festival, but she doesn't perform? <laughs> she doesn't. That's the thing I was trying to say before. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, her whole goal was obscure when she got her heartbreak. Uh-oh, okay. bloopers. It's over now. Blooper We're reel. the best uh, bloopers. I was producing platinum winning accords. Whatever I'm saying, I can't fucking remember the words. Relax. Probably just a ticket. These are genuine um, bloopers because they ain't funny. Under any circumstance. Oh, Jesus is gone. <laughs> Let's get up to the guitar player. I had to play through this shit. 
See, that's like a tuning fork. Yeah. And I guess it got cut because it wasn't really a blooper. I think he was just fucking around. Oh, there they are on top of the van. Yeah, the hat goes. Uh. I thought the glass would break or something, but... Oh, you see, press her, uh, her hands on the glass. Uh-oh. Now, I'm not sure why this was a blooper. I think they just wanted to show it again. No, it didn't work. It was the, that piece of... Uh, the thing came only, loose? Yeah, it came loose. Yeah. Wow, we did it, Carl. Yeah, so this movie was like Canada, 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 and they said, can we borrow your National Geographic? Sure, we don't have to say what nation. Yeah. Oh, man, this music's horrifying. Uh, yeah, I guess they uh, they had a movie done in Canada, and they said, well, we want to put this in America's market. We'll slap the National Poon name on it. Right. And we'll go to the video shops. Right. Well, no, it was released, um, and then it did go to to video, but it was released in theaters as National Lampoon, and also uh, National Lampoon was like, sure, we're for sale. <laughs> so There was an article, I think it was in Esquire magazine, regarding that era of National Lampoon, the one that we're now obsessing about, and it's mm-hmm. worth it's worth a, t- a look. They, they explain just how it just broke down. But if, There's a dark time in there, uh Crappy little company. I can tell you there's a website that lists has uh, graphics of all the movies that National Lampoon has produced, and that's kind of what mm-hmm. I'm using as a reference. Uh, just uh-huh. looking up titles uh, every week, hopefully we'll, we'll have more. This one was, as we said, just posted a week ago, uh, and we're live now on November 6th or 5th or whatever the fuck today is. Uh, uh, 5th, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's cool. We like more of them. Uh, here's the Calgary unit. Carl, uh, how's comedy going? You got a show coming up uh, in a couple weeks. Well, uh, yeah, it's uh, the eve of Thanksgiving. Uh, but better than that, I'm going to go into production for Waterman next week. Really? Yeah, shooting that pilot with Johnny Hollywood and and uh, some uh, no name actors. You heard it here Looking first. Yeah. Waterman. Oh, uh, Waterman. Great. Waterman. Oh, that's great, Carl. I, I look forward to. Uh, hearing more and uh, plugging the shit out of it. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be doing uh, live bad movie riffing in a couple of hours uh, over at the uh, JCC in San Francisco, the San Francisco Jewish Community Center. Bad Movie Night Productions uh, is, is now once a month at the JCC. Uh, original uh, co-hosts Sherilyn Connolly and Jim Fornianis and I'm one of the original Bad Movie Night co-hosts from the Darkroom Theater. We're doing it tonight at uh, the JCC in San Francisco at 7.30, and then we're watching White House Down. Uh-huh. That's is, a good movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. <laughs> but Which a, one is it? Is it where Jamie Foxx is the president? Right, or and, and Chantum, yeah, Chantum, it is? Yeah, Chantanum is the... Because it was two, like, Presidents in Trouble movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Olympus Has Fallen. Right, one. and I often think of the Harrison Ford one with, when they were on Air Force One, but that's not really analogous. Yeah, you know what? It, it took place in Air Force One. I just can't think of the movie name. Uh, I get it. It was Air Force One. <laughs> ah, get the fuck out of here. So if you happen to be listening to the live, again. come down that's to the JCC to support me. Uh, but if you like the idea, they're doing this once a month. I'm just doing this one, uh, but it'll happen in December as well. So more information online. All right, Carl. Wow, uh, we're just watching the uh, credits, movie, uh, yeah. the music lists going. I wonder if they had released the soundtrack. 
Uh, yes, they absolutely released the soundtrack. Yeah, and all those artists that we saw performing at Match. Yeah, they that's had, right. They were all on it. Yeah, it was. Um, it was their idea to promote the station promote these bands and uh, I guess it was a good idea at the time so Carl before, I know I'm beating a dead horse but we did see a film called National Lampoon's Men in White and that was basically a Fox Kids uh, yeah. channel production promoting, it was yeah promoting their own products their own stuff and it was good in my opinion yeah I think it was better than this one I agree and I think it was all about Tom uh, yeah our friend Tom from the uh, Back to Biff, from the Back to Feature. Biff, yeah. yeah, Biff. Tom, Thomas yeah, he Wilson. did a good performance. Uh, yeah, and we just saw a good performance from Matt Frewer, so this is it. So, Carl, I, I found a movie. I don't know if we should do it. Why don't we take a look and we'll decide. It's a film called Jokes My Folks Never Told Me, and it's uh -huh. about 80 minutes of bar jokes. Jokes My Folks, I'm writing it, yeah. never told me. Okay, and it's but the a, thing is, you often don't listen to the sound, so... Well, I, I was curious what this movie was. I, I discovered it purely off of YouTube, and it's from the uh -huh. 70s, and it's just a bunch of uh, uh -huh. uh, bar jokes reenacted for, okay, for 80 minutes. Okay, okay. So if you're okay with riffing just a bunch of jokes being reenacted, I'm okay with doing it. It's just a, one of the stranger movies I've seen. Yeah, I'm okay with whatever movie you choose because right. you've got some sort of uh, good radar. All right, so uh, I hey, often like your bad movies. And if you're listening and it's two hours into it, then you're you're like us, and uh, maybe you're like Carl, and you just want to know what the movie is. I, I want to keep the movie a surprise until the last minute. That way, you don't watch it before. <laughs> it. All right, so let me just check jokes, my folks. Because it was like lies my father never told me. Jokes uh -huh. my folks never told me from 1978. And okay. it's just a bunch of R-rated hee-haw jokes. <laughs> but how will we handle it without hearing the... Uh, that's, that's, why I, that's why I think this one just should just be extra credit. Will we listen? I don't know, Carl. I don't know how we would do this movie. I would just say, if you're interested in this movie, go check it out. Jokes my folks never told me. I found it. Wow, yeah, 1978. Yeah, so I don't know. Oh, I, I, I don't think it's possible that. we can riff this movie because we would have to listen to every single joke and then we have to... But it exists. Well, you know, I could listen to it and then be like, okay, here's the setup. <laughs> yeah, you can explain the joke for me. You can tell me the jokes. <laughs> well, we should come up with... I should watch this movie and then we should just come up with our alternative jokes. Yeah, okay. alternative jokes. All right. I think it would be much better if he had said... Yeah, and if you're listening and you want to throw us some jokes, uh, we're on Twitter at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Go ahead and send us your suggestion. We'd love to use it. Carl, thank you so much, and we're going to wrap up the show. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you, right. everyone, for listening. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye. All right, bye-bye. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike. Spiegelman Let's watch a full length Movie on YouTube With Mike Spiegelman It's been over one
German strudels. <laughs> you should follow me on Twitter. It's Joe's de Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the <laughs> duh, duh. Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio 
go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorneyfjs.com. Again, the law office of Francis J. Shaheda in San Francisco. an underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> The Night Space brings you high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space featuring high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Story Time Volume 1 now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch
Howdy, mutineers. It is I, Stolowitz, Dark Lord of the Sith, and several dive bars in San Jose. Every Tuesday night from 10 p.m. to midnight, join me in my quest to escape from the occult oubliette, a world of violence, intrigue, sexuality, mysticism, magic, and leftover spaghetti. Enjoy my insane rants about leftist causes, Midwestern witchcraft, the ascendancy of Skynet, and why neo-paganism is vastly overrated. I've got guests, music, comedy, and old Alan Watts lectures from the 70s. How can you resist? You can't! I put a spell on you! Ah! MutinyRadio.fm is an official shrine of the miraculous garlic of Mount Cavalry. We are not associated with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, except on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Hope to see you there. Or hear you, I should say. Hey, Zach Wiseman, you're a good comedian. You know how I got good? How good? How did you get so great at comedy? I got great at comedy. Yeah, every Friday from 6 to 8 with new host Trina Roderick. It's where um, people go and sometimes they smell bad and sometimes they don't smell bad. Mutiny Radio made me great. (laughs) Mutiny Radio made me better than you. And that you can be better than everyone else, too, every Friday from 6 to 8 on Happy Hour here at Mutiny Radio. But you'll bet never be better than me. You'll never be better than me. you never be better than Zach. And you also, it's a happy hour, but we don't have any alcohol, so it's happy-ish. But you're going to do comedy. I'll do comedy. And you're going to enjoy comedy. Just be an audience. Just come. It's free. Yeah, I just drink in my car. <laughs> you could like drink. Like an adult. Exactly. Drink, drink around the corner somewhere else. Not here. But uh, come to Happy Hour every Friday from 6 to 8 with Trina Roderick. Yeah, do that. Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the Edge of Insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh, Kit Marie, Brandon Ray, and Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Are you a stand-up comedian? Do you want to be in 25 shows in five days at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco? Well, now's your opportunity. Apply now for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 5th. That's 25 shows in five days featuring 40 comics from out of town, and one of those comedians could be you. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, and click on the submission form. Apply for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's only $10, and you can apply right now through November 30th for 25 shows during five days all streaming live all podcast posts all Mutiny Radio all the time the third annual Spark Presents Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018 apply now Rocket Dog Rescue is a Bay Area organization that works to save dogs from death at overcrowded shelters and put them into happy homes. If you're looking to adopt or have some extra cash you feel like donating, go to 
rocketdogrescue.org. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-D-O-G-R-E-S-C-U-E dot O-R-G. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Once again, Decoder Ring Theater presents another page from the casebook of that master of mystery, that sultan of sleuthing, Martin Bracknell's immortal detective, Black Jack Justice, starring Christopher Mott as Jack and Andrea Lyons as Trixie Dixon, girl detective. The name's Justice. Jack Justice. In my line of work, a man is different things to different people. To the pencil pushers down at City Hall, I'm a licensed private investigator, with a little tin shield to prove it. To the folks who stumble through my door, I'm a gumshoe, a Seamus, a private dick. Whatever they like, it's their nickel. I'm here to solve their problems, get them out of a jam, or confirm their worst fears. Some want the brains, some want the brawn. Me? I want the green, so I make both available. If the job gets done and your nose is close to its original shape, you call it a good day's work. You try and give the client what they want. But sometimes it ain't easy to tell what that is. Some want the savior, some want the sap. Some can't seem to make up their minds. This here's the story of one of those times. It was 8.15 in the morning when the door opened. If Trixie was surprised to see me at my desk, she didn't give me the satisfaction of showing it. She closed the office door, the glass pane that bore the words, Jack Justice Investigations, rattling softly behind her. Good morning, sunshine. Getting an early start? Something like that. Can't imagine why, since we don't have a case. Just catching up on some paperwork. Paperwork. Right. The name's Dixon. Trixie Dixon, girl detective. There are lots of ways to tell if a man is lying, but the simplest is to check if his lips are moving. Blackjack isn't exactly a morning person, never has been. So on those rare occasions when he was behind his desk when I walked through the door, I knew he'd been there all night. I knew it from long habit, and if I didn't, I'd have known it from the aroma of stale whiskey and black coffee that a clean shirt and a splash of water in the face did nothing to dispel. Jack wasn't big on inactivity. When things got quiet, he'd crawl inside his old files and dust off one that got away. There weren't many of them, but they gnawed away at him and he kept the wounds open. I almost admired him for it, but I'd never let him know that. Let me guess, the Worthington Pearls. Nah. The Moretti poisoning. The Moretti poisoning, Jack. I don't want to hear it. Stanley Moretti was guilty, Jack. Says you. Says me. Says the cops. Says the prosecutor. Says the judge and the jury. Swell. And I say there's something that never sat right about it. You're wasting your time. It's my time to waste, ain't it? Sure, sure. I'm sure Stanley Moretti be awful glad you're still on the case. If they hadn't hung him four years ago, that is. He was a client. Better a dead client than no client, that it? Somebody up there must like me a lot better than it seems. Because at that moment, Trixie's banter was cut mercifully short by a frail at the door. She wasn't that much to look at. About five foot four, long brown hair tucked away under a small cap. Her coat was older and too thin for the damp November wind. There was nothing much to notice about her at all, except for the eyes. They were big and brown, soft and doe-like, and they peeped out from underneath the brim of her cap pleading with a breathless urgency. The kind of eyes that whispered, please help me, without her saying a word. The kind of eyes that made a sap out of me more than once. She stood there a moment, her back to the door. I looked at Trixie. She looked at me. Her hat and coat were out of season and out of style, but they'd been awfully fashionable not long ago. She might have fallen on hard times, but my money said no. There was too much pride in the way she held her head, the way she met Jack's leering gaze. And the gloves were too new. If this wasn't a society girl trying to blend in, she was doing a heck of a routine. Whoever our guest was, she wasn't anxious to advertise. 
I'm I'm sorry to intrude. I'm looking for Mr. Jack Justice. You found him. This is my associate, Miss Dixon. Trixie, please. Very glad to meet you. Why don't you sit down, Miss? Yes, thank you. I'm afraid the coffee is neither very good nor very fresh, but it would certainly help to warm you up. Would you care for a cup, Miss? No, thank you. No coffee. Well, it doesn't take much of a detective to figure out you'd rather leave names out of this, at least until we've heard your story. Is that so? Thank you. Yes. Why don't you begin at the beginning? 